Oh, hello there. I didn't see you sneak up on me. I certainly wasn't expecting company on this chilly Christmas Eve. That might explain why you caught me in the bathtub. I, I swear, almost every toy here was left for my daughter's bath. I just didn't feel like putting them all away. Oh, the, uh, <clears throat> uh, the, the, the beard made of soap bubbles, yeah? Um, well, even when alone, there's no reason not to be in a festive mood. <laughs> Why, yes, you are catching a whiff of lavender floating in the air. But enough questions. What I want you to do is sit down in this nice, cozy, candlelit tub with me. I assure you, there's plenty of room. And let me tell you a story on this, the eve that comes before the day we collectively refer to as Christmas. Now I'm going to warn you, the story you're about to hear is its pretty fucked up. After the special Christmas Eve show from last year all about poor Junko, I thought long and hard on what true life horror story would be the most horrible to find yourself in. Another get out now if you must warning, there's kind of a ton of rape in this one. But it fucking turns my stomach more than most, but what is Christmas Eve if not the day that I can deliver to you people the worst of the fucking worst? I want this to be a vivid experience for you. I want this to be a scratchy remembrance in the same vein as the time your mom broke out the home movies at your 16th birthday party and started the night's festivities with the time as a nine-year-old you dressed in her clothes and poutingly exclaimed to the camera, This is who I really am! Well, she might as well throw out the softballs early in the night. As this very new, until now, undiscovered and unseen reel of 35mm film warps and flashes into focus, you struggle to open your eyes. It's not the lack of restful slumber or night of social drug use kind of difficult that you've experienced before. This weighted lid feels more like your eyes have been affixed shut. You hurriedly attempt to raise the back of your hand to wipe free whatever sleep prevents your sight. It's at this moment that you come to the nightmare realization that your arms are restrained. Attached tightly to the metal table that you now understand you've been laying upon. Your ankles, likewise, are rendered immobile. In a strange, while still somehow familiar position. Your eyelids finally broken free from each other. The dread and horror impact you like being hurtled through space at the speed of light, only to meet with the most abrupt of ends at the hands of the sobering concrete back on Earth. You've only just glanced at the instruments that adorn the walls of the prison where you now find yourself. You've only just noticed the mirror mounted overhead that graces you with the full truth of where you are. Then, you hear a voice. Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You're disoriented and scared, too. I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while, at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you, in detail, why you've been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape's being created July 23rd, 
1993 as a general advisory tape for future female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If at a future date there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. Now, you're obviously here against your will. Totally helpless. Don't know where you're at. Don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared or very pissed off. I'm sure that you've already tried to get your wrists and ankles loose and know that you can't. Now you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You'll probably think that you're going to get raped and you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is in what you got between your legs. You'll be raped thoroughly and repeatedly in every hole you've got because basically you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Sound kind of far out? Well, I suppose it is to the uninitiated, but we do it all the time. It's going to take a lot of adjustment on your part, and you're not going to like it a fucking bit. But I don't give a big rat's ass about that. It's not like you're going to have any choice in the matter. You've been taken by force, and you're going to be kept and used by force. What all this amounts to is that you're going to be kept naked and chained up like an animal, to be used and abused anytime we want to, any way that we want to. You might as well start getting used to it because you're going to be kept here and used until such time as we get tired of fucking around with you. And we will eventually in a month or two, maybe three. It's no big deal. My lady friend and I have been keeping sex slaves for years. We both have kinky hang-ups involving rape, dungeon games, etc. We found that it's extremely convenient to keep one or two female captives available constantly to, uh, satisfy our particular needs. We are very selective when we snatch a girl to use for these purposes. It goes without saying that you have a fine body and you're probably young, maybe very young, because for our purposes we prefer to snatch girls in their uh, early to mid-teens, sexually developed but still small-bodied, scared shitless easy to handle and train, and they usually have tight little pussies and assholes. They make perfect slaves. Anytime that we go on a hunting trip, if we can't find a little teenager, we'll usually start hitting the gay bars. Look for a well-built, big-tittied lesbian. I thoroughly enjoy raping and screwing around with lesbians, as there's not much danger of them carrying a sexually transmitted disease. I don't like using condoms. Also, even though they're a little older, unless they've been playing with dildos a lot, they still have tight holes between their legs. Like the younger girls. If we can't find a lesbian that we want, we snatch anything that's young, clean, and well-built. We very seldom come back empty-handed because there's plenty of bitches out there to choose from. And with a little practice and deception, most of them is uh, very easy to get with little risk. At this point, it makes little difference what category you fall into. You're here, and we're going to make the most of it. You're going to be kept in a hidden slave room. It's relatively soundproof, escape-proof, and it is completely stocked with devices and equipment to satisfy our sexual fetishes and deviations. There may or may not be another girl in the room. Occasionally, for variety, we like to keep two slaves at the same time. In either case, as the new girl, you'll definitely be getting the most attention for a while. Now, as I said earlier, you're going to be kept like an animal. I guess I've been doing this too long. I've been raping bitches ever since I was old enough to jerk off and tie little girls' hands behind their backs. As far as I'm concerned, you're a pretty piece of meat to be used and exploited. I don't give a flying fuck about your mind or how you feel about the situation. 
You may be married, have a kid or two, boyfriend, girlfriend, a job, car payment. Fuck it. I don't give a rat's ass about any of that, and I don't want to hear about it. It's something you're going to have to deal with after you turn loose. I make it a point never to like a slave, and I fucking sure don't have any respect for you. Here, your status is no more than that of one of the dogs or one of the animals out in the barn. Your only value to us is the fact that you have an attractive, usable body. And, like the rest of our animals, you will be fed and watered, kept in good physical condition, kept reasonably clean and allowed to use the toilet when necessary. In return, you're going to be used hard, especially during your first few days while you're new and fresh. You're going to be kept chained in a variety of different positions, usually with your legs or knees forced wide apart. Please flip tape to side B. Your pussy and asshole is going to get a real workout. Especially your asshole, because I'm into animal sex. Also, both of those holes are going to be subjected to a lot of use with some rather large dildos, among other things. And it goes without saying that there's going to be a lot of oral sex. On numerous occasions, you're going to be forced to suck cock and eat pussy till your jaws ache and your tongue is sore. You may not like it, but you're fucking sure going to do it. That's the easy part. Our fetishes and hang-ups include stringent bondage, dungeon games, a little sadism, nothing serious, but uncomfortable and sometimes painful. Just a few little hang-ups that we like to use when we're getting off on a bitch. <laughs> if you're a young teeny bopper and ignorant about fetishes and deviations, you're about to get an enlightening crash course in sex. Who knows? You may like some of it. It happens, occasionally. If we want to take the time and trouble, even under these circumstances, most bitches can be brought to orgasm. I've already told you that you're going to be here a month or two, maybe three, if you keep us turned on. If it's up to my lady, we'd keep you indefinitely. She says it's just as much fun and less risky, but personally, I like variety. A fresh pussy now and then to play with. We take four or five different girls each year depending on our urges and sometimes accidental encounters. Basically, I guess we're like predators. We're always looking. Occasionally, some sweet little thing will be broke down on the side of the road walking, bicycling, jogging. Anytime an opportunity like that presents itself and it's not too risky, we'll grab her. Even if we've already got a captive in the playroom. Variety is definitely the spice of life. Now I'm sure that you're a great little piece of ass and you're going to be a lot of fun to play with, but I will get tired of you eventually. If I killed every bitch that we kidnapped, there'd be bodies strung all over the country. And besides, I don't like killing a girl unless it's absolutely necessary, so I devised a safe alternate method of disposal. I had plenty of bitches to practice on over the years, so I pretty well got it down pat, and I enjoy doing it. I get off on mind games. After we get completely through with you, you're going to be drugged up real heavy, with a combination of sodium pentothal and phenobarbital. They're both hypnotic drugs that'll make you extremely susceptible to hypnosis, auto-hypnosis, and hypnotic suggestion. You're going to be kept drugged a couple days while I play with your mind. By the time I get through brainwashing you, you're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. You won't remember this place, us, or what's happened to you. There won't be any DNA evidence because you'll be bathed and both holes between your legs will be thoroughly flushed out. You'll be dressed, sedated, and turned loose on some country road. Bruised, <laughs> you know, sore all over, but nothing that won't heal up in a week or two. The thought of being brainwashed may not be appealing to you, but we've been doing it a long time and it works. And it's the lesser of two evils. 
I'm sure that you would prefer that in lieu of being strangled or having your throat cut. Okay, undoubtedly somebody's going to be looking for you. There may or may not be a missing persons report, but nobody's going to be looking for you here. They don't have any idea where you're at. You don't even know where you're at. We're always very careful about that. There aren't going to be any knights in shining armor coming to rescue you. You're strictly on your own and under the circumstances. I bet that's a scary thought. If there is another girl in the room, she won't be able to help you either because she's going to be in the same position you're in. As for escaping, I'm sure you'll try to figure out a way. That's human nature. But it's not hardly even worth talking about here. It wouldn't be prudent on our part to have you running around in the woods screaming rape. It would be an embarrassment, to say the least. Consequently, you're going to be kept in an environment that's even more secure than a prison cell. If it's not already been done, very shortly a steel collar is going to be padlocked around your neck. It has a long, heavy chain that's padlocked to a ring in the floor. The collar will never be removed until you're turned loose. It's a permanent fixture. The hidden playroom where you're going to be kept has steel walls, floor, and ceiling. It's virtually soundproof and has a steel door with two keyed locks. The hinges are welded on and there are two heavy deadbolts on the outside. The room is totally escape-proof, even with tools. Anytime that you're left unattended in the room, your wrist will be chained and there are electronic sensors to uh, let us know if you move around too much. And if that's not enough, there's a closed-circuit TV system with a surveillance camera. It's wired to the main TV in the living room so we can check on you once in a while or just sit and watch you for the fun of it. Electronics is a wonderful thing. Expensive, but hell, everything in the room is expensive. Damn well worth it. If everybody knew how much fun it was to keep a sex slave, half the women would be chained up in somebody's basement. End of tape. Please insert tape number two, you sick bastard. Anyway, we had a lot of practice at this, and uh, we're not real concerned about you escaping. You're fucking sure not going to go anywhere. Now, if you're not already naked, you soon will be. Your clothing will be bagged up and saved until such time as we decide to turn you loose. As far as being naked goes, you might as well get used to it. For what you're going to be used for, clothing would just be in the way. Besides, I like watching a naked woman's body. All of it. Whether it be in a room or on the TV set. As I've already said, you'll be fed and watered on a regular basis. Not as much of either as you're used to, I'm sure, but enough to keep you healthy. You'll only be fed once a day, like the rest of the animals, and during the first few days until you adjust to it and your stomach shrinks up, you're going to feel a little weak and you'll, you'll be hungry all the time. It won't take long, three or four days. And during the first few days until you adjust to the environment, I prefer to keep you in a weakened condition anyway. Now you already know that you've been kidnapped and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. I realize that being abducted and being forced into sexual slavery is kind of a hard pill to swallow. Some girls really have a lot of trouble with it, and I'm sure that you will to a certain extent. But face it, you can't get away. You can't say no. You're going to be naked all the time. You won't be able to struggle or resist. You're going to have to lay there and take it, good or bad, no matter what's being done to you. A scary thought? Yeah, but there are no options. Nothing that you can say or do will change the fact that it's going to happen. Many girls beg and plead. Almost all of them cry a lot, especially during the first three or four days, and some of them scream and threaten. But I have a poster on the wall in the playroom that says it all. 
if they're worth taking, they're worth keeping. And I'm going to tell you, just so you know, since you're being kept here against your will, we will never trust anything you say, do, or promise. You are a potential threat to us, and you will always be treated as such. On numerous occasions, bitches have told me that they'd do anything I wanted them to, if I'd just take the chains off. I've been offered ransom money, and I've even had girls tell me they liked it. But I like to use chains. Money's not that important, and masochists are rare as hell. <laughs> I wonder what your scam's gonna be. Not anything I haven't heard before, I bet. If you get a chance to talk at all. Well, let's change the subject a little bit. You already know that, for the most part, you're going to be kept in the playroom. But, once in a while, we like to take a captive into the bedroom, and in chains, of course. Also, we have a, uh, a couple of real close friends that we party with once in a while. They know about our hang-ups and don't have any problem with fucking a slave. You may be required to service them occasionally, but that's an easy one, for the most part. Just fucking and sucking. They don't get into the heavier stuff. However... When we have a party, sometimes I like to put on a little show that you won't like at all. You'll be taken into the living room and put on the floor on your hands and knees, naked. Your wrists, ankles, knees, and hips will be strapped to a metal frame to hold your body in that position. The frame's designed for doggy fucking. Your ass up in the air, sex organs exposed, your tits hanging down on each side of a metal support bar. Knees spread out about 12 inches, positioned similar to that of a bitch dog in heat, right in the middle of the floor so we can sit on the couch and in chairs and watch. I'm going to rub canine breeder's musk on your back, the back of your neck, and on your sex organs. Now I have three dogs, all of them's male because I don't need any fucking pups. One of them's a very large German shepherd that's always horny and he loves it when I bring him in the house to fuck a woman. After I let him in the house, he'll sniff around you a little bit and within a minute, he'll be mounting you. There's about a 50-50 chance which hole he'll get his penis into, but it doesn't seem to bother him whether it's the pussy or the asshole. His penis is pretty thin. It goes in easy, but it's about 10 inches long, and when he gets completely excited, it gets a hell of a knot right in the middle of it. Now, I've had slaves tell me that it feels like they got a baseball inside him. It doesn't take long. He's going to hump you real fast for about 3 or 4 minutes, and while he's doing it, he'll wrap his front legs around your chest to hold himself in position, and in the process, he'll probably scratch your tits up a little bit with his claws. After he gets through, he usually turns around and tries to pull out. Oh, he'll jerk a little, not much, mostly just steady pressure. And I've timed it. The knot will usually shrink up enough to come out of your pussy in about three minutes. If he's in your asshole, about five minutes. I don't use the dog all that often, but I don't deprive him of pussy either. There's no doubt that he's going to be on you a few times while you're here because I like watching it. And anytime it's just you, me, and the dog, it will always be in your butt. The dog's knot on his penis is big and extremely uncomfortable when he's uh, pushing it back and forth way up in your anus. I really enjoy watching a girl wiggle, jerk, and squirm around while he's doing it. Consequently, I give him a little uh, assist in getting it in the right hole. Now, if you think all this stuff is sick and depraved, you haven't seen anything yet. This is a different world. Among our small circle of friends, little things like rape, kidnapping, doggy fucking, stuff like that... They're everyday occurrences. Matter of course. Here, anything can happen and often does. We like living in the mountains. Because it's quiet. Secluded. Private. Everybody minds their own business. The only close house belongs to our friends and they don't hear or see anything. Okay, let's talk about uh, your training. 
the rules and punishment. Here, you are a slave and discipline is extremely strict. You're going to be given a set of rules, things you can and cannot do, and you will learn to comply because each time you violate the rule, you will be punished. As soon as each rule is told to you, it will become law as far as you're concerned, and you know what's going to happen every time you fuck up? We'll use a couple of methods of punishment. A whip is an excellent training aid. So is an electroshock machine. Anytime you get out of line, one or both will be used on your body, and I assure you, it will not be pleasant. There's not many rules, and they're very easy to remember. But you're going to make mistakes. Every slave does. I don't like repeat offenders. It gets me very upset. During the first few hours, the first time you violate a certain rule, it'll be a teaching process. The second time you violate the same rule, you'll be lightly punished. And the third time you violate it, it's going to be full punishment. After the first day, we won't cut you any slack at all. We will expect total obedience. Now let's start this off right. You are a slave. You don't realize it yet, but you will eventually. I am your master, and the lady is your mistress. You will be totally docile. You'll be very quiet, and you'll speak only when spoken to. Never initiate conversation. Keep your mouth shut. Anytime that you're spoken to, you'll be required to respond, and it will be with proper speech. Remember that we are in the dungeon game, and as long as you're here, it's the only game in town. Anytime that you're asked a question where a yes or no answer is required, you will respond by saying yes, master, no mistress, no master, etc. You will show proper respect. Having to use the word master or mistress may sound funny, petty, or, or vain to you, but that's alright. If you choose not to do it, you can laugh while you're being whipped or when your body's convulsing under the electroshock machine. You will respond to commands without protest or resistance. Do exactly what you're told, nothing else. Remember that here you are a slave and failure to respond to a command will definitely get you in trouble. If I decide to rape you in your pussy or in your asshole, don't resist or struggle. When I tell you to spread your legs or pull them back, you say, yes, master, and obey the command, because do anything less, you will get beaten. If I tell you I want to be sucked off, you say, yes, master, and open your mouth. I love oral sex if it's done right. You're going to be taught exactly the way that I like it. Please flip to side B, then do the world a favor and kill yourself. How to use your lips and tongue. We'll be practicing a lot, and each time, when I get ready to come, I'm going to push my penis down your throat and keep it there until I get through squirting. I'm not going to choke you, but you need to learn to hold your breath and swallow every bit of the sperm. If I see one drop leaking out of your mouth, I'm going to punish you. Basically, it's going to be the same with your mistress. If she demands oral sex, you say yes, mistress, and respond. She'll also teach you exactly the way she likes it, and you will keep using your tongue on her pussy till she gets off. Now, I can't foresee what kind of bitch you're going to be, how you're going to feel about oral sex or any of that shit. But I am going to tell you this. If, during oral sex or any other time, you should bite one of us, I'm going to cut on you a little bit. I'll cut your nipple off for a starter, and if it's a bad bite, I'll cut your tit off too. That may sound harsh, but your teeth are serious weapons, and we're not going to tolerate any shit from you. I've been bitten... And I've cut off nipples, so don't fuck around. That's enough said about that. 
Remember the commands. Yes, master. No mistress. If your mistress should come into the room and tells you to get down on the floor or lay down on the floor, you say yes, mistress, and then lay down on the floor exactly the way she told you to do. If she tells you to pull your knees up, you say yes, mistress, and pull your knees up. If she tells you to spread your knees, you say yes, mistress, and spread them wide apart and hold them there so she can play with your pussy, use dildos, or whatever. A slave must always obey every command and offer no resistance. Remember that. Never say no unless it's justified like in response to a question. If either one or both of us decide to put you in a different bondage position, the chains will be taken off the various parts of your body, wrists, and ankles, never off your neck. Don't kick, struggle, or resist in any way. If you do, you're going to be in a world of hurt. If you're told to hold your legs out so a chain can be attached to your ankle, you say yes master or yes mistress and hold your leg out. For repeated rule violations, the punishments are eventually going to become harsh and even brutal and you won't have anyone to blame but yourself. Now I should also tell you that there's going to be times when the whip and electroshock isn't used for punishment but for our pleasure. The difference will be that when it's done for pleasure, the whip strokes will be much lighter. They'll sting like hell, but they won't have that burning sensation and leave welts that hurt for hours. As for the electroshock machine, the voltage will be turned down. It won't be that harsh electricity that uh, makes your body convulse and jerk all over the table. You haven't experienced any of that yet, but I'm sure that you will. To avoid these punishments, you're going to have to be very quiet, very docile, and very obedient, and I imagine that's going to be very hard for you to do. You'll probably try us a few times to see if this is real. <laughs> Most captives do. If you want, be my guest. Because it's all part of the game. Now let's discuss talking. You cannot talk. You cannot speak unless you've been given permission. I believe that rule gets more bitches into trouble than anything else because they can't keep their damn mouths shut. They always want to whine, beg, plead, try to talk me into turning them loose. I used to listen to it. I don't anymore. I enjoy blessed silence. Around here, your mouth is for sucking, not talking. Around here, the only time I ever want to hear you initiate speech is if you have to use the restroom and you will learn to do it properly. Master, may I please use the restroom? Or mistress, may I please use the restroom? In response, we'll ask you what you need to do. If you have to pee, you say pee master or pee mistress. If you have to crap, say crap master or crap mistress. It'll be done that way because quite often, you'll be in heavy restraints. A lot of straps on your body, chains on your wrists and ankles, a bunch of stuff that's uh, time-consuming and hard to get loose. If you have to pee, we'll use a bedpan. If you have to shit, you may have to hold it a while. Whatever the case, we need to know, and you definitely need to tell us, because if you make a mess, you're going to be punished, and you have to clean it up. Now, I've covered the basics pretty thoroughly. You know to keep your mouth shut and not try to talk. You know the proper way to say master or mistress, and you know how you're expected to act and respond to commands. If you can learn to do all that, there will not be a great deal of punishment. We'll get along pretty good. Why are you still not dead, you fucking garbage human? There's going to be a lot of other things done to your body besides just fucking and sucking. But for that, for the most part, you'll either be in stringent bondage or strapped down on a gynecology table. You won't be able to struggle or resist anyway. Now you're going to be required to learn fast. 
Training is not one of my favorite things to do, and I prefer fucking around with a slave that's already trained. I've already given you the basics, so there's not that much to learn. But you're going to accept the fact that you are a slave. You're going to have problems with it. Remember that each time you fuck up, you're going to be punished. And after it's happened a few times, you're really going to dread it. Some girls tend to be a little rebellious. I sure as hell wouldn't advise that because it would get you in some serious trouble. Here, you definitely need to be docile. You're not in any position to be otherwise. We've done this so many times that we know exactly what we like to do with a slave. We don't go out of our way to brutalize a girl. If you don't give us any trouble, we won't do any more to your body than is necessary to satisfy our sexual needs. Initially, when we got a new girl in the playroom, we're kind of like a kid with a new toy. You're fresh and exciting and we're going to spend a lot of time playing with you. Later, after the newness wears off, things will settle into something of a routine. We'll only be spending three or four hours each day in the playroom. You're going to have a lot of free time to rest, sleep, watch TV, or whatever. If you're acting halfway decent, you'll be left in a reasonably comfortable position so you can relax. As far as sex goes, your mistress is going to want her pussy eaten a couple times a day. For my part, I like getting off in a slave twice and sometimes three times each day, usually in her mouth or in her asshole. Don't get me wrong, I'm going to be sticking my dick in your cunt every once in a while too, but for the most part, when I use that hole, it's going to be with uh, large dildos. We're going to be in and out of the room several times each day, but you will have a lot of free time. Now I gotta tell you that there's another side to the coin. Once in a while we get a bitch that is resentful, rebellious, won't mind, uncooperative. That doesn't work here. I'm sure that you realize you're on thin ice. As long as you have chains on your body, don't try either one of us. It's an extremely dangerous thing to do because if necessary, I'm capable of doing things to your body and torturing you in ways that you can't even imagine. The playroom is equipped with a full set of surgical instruments which I have had occasion to use and will again as necessary. I've already told you what will happen if you bite. To be completely safe here, you have to be docile. If you should accidentally or otherwise hurt, scratch, or kick either one of us, you could be in very serious trouble. I'm sure that you want to survive this experience and I want you to also. But you are expendable, and it's no big deal to go out and snatch a replacement. It may sound harsh and cold, but if you give us too much trouble, or if you pose any kind of a threat to us, I won't have any qualms about slicing your throat. Like I said before, I don't like killing the girls that we bring here, but occasionally things happen. What can I say? I would really hate to have to dump that pretty little body off in a canyon somewhere to rot. I'm not trying to scare you. That's just the way it is. Flip tape to side B crap master ha 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 ha. Be nice. Keep your mouth shut. Learn the rules and survive. We're in the S&M and you're going to be hurt a little but everything we do to a girl is designed to cause pain not injury. There's a big difference. No matter how painful it is nothing that we plan to do to your body is going to cause any serious or permanent damage. I'm not lying to you or trying to make it sound easier because that would be pointless. I'm just telling you like it is. That's the way we do things, and that's the way it's going to be, unless we have problems with you. I've already told you that you're going to be whipped lightly for pleasure. The electroshock will be used lightly for pleasure. Most of the other nasty little things that we're going to do to you, for the most part, will be done on your breast, nipples, and between your legs. The lady is fortunate. She can get off anytime. She just likes to be a little sadistic with a slave once in a while. In my case, 
I can't get off with a girl unless I hurt her first. That's basically the reason I'm into rape and slavery, and the reason that you're going to be subjected to a certain amount of pain. Mostly, what we do to a captive is stick needles in her breasts and through her nipples, through her cunt lips, through her clit, and I'm into stretching certain things. Clamps with long nylon cords on each one will occasionally be put on your cunt lips so your pussy can be pulled apart, and they're also going to be attached to your nipples. The nylon cords will be put through sealing rings or rings on each side of the table and pulled very tight to stretch your tits. Occasionally, your clit will also be clamped and stretched, and we're going to be using dildos. The dildos are going to be used a lot, more than anything else, and consequently, what you're going to have the most trouble with. Many of them are long, very large in diameter, and very painful when they're being forced in. Your mistress will use them in your pussy, and I like to use them in both holes. Actually, that pretty well covers it. There's going to be a few other little things that we do, nothing to any greater consequence, and not often, just variety. As far as needles goes, they'll always be sterilized. The clamps are going to hurt like a motherfucker, but they won't cause any permanent injury. They don't even break the skin. As far as the dildos go, both of those holes between your legs will stretch a hell of a lot. It'll hurt, but they'll stretch. Your pussy's designed for a baby to come out. And we won't be using anything bigger than that. The really large ones will not be used in your butt. I don't want to stretch that hole so big it's not usable for fucking. Anyway, that pretty well covers that part of it. Let's see. What have I missed? Let's talk about screaming. Every once in a while we get a screamer. Some bitch that just wants to scream all the time. And it definitely gets him in trouble. Because it gets on my nerves. Very shortly that gag is going to be removed. We live in an isolated area, so screaming's not usually a problem. In the playroom, it's not much of a problem at all because of the soundproofing, but it irritates the fuck out of me. There's a time and place. Occasionally, I like to hear a bitch scream, but usually not. The only thing that screaming's going to get you around here is a lot of punishment. And if you do it habitually, I'll just keep a ball gag in your mouth all the time. It'll only be taken out for you to eat and suck. I've already told you about talking. Don't try to initiate a conversation. Don't say anything. You will be punished. If you're a smoker, now's a good time to quit. I'm not going to buy your cigarettes, and if you ask for one, the only thing you're going to get is a few whip marks. Remember, when you're asked a question, you say yes, master, or no, master. If you have to go to the restroom, it's master. Or mistress, may I please go to the restroom? Anytime that you're given a command, always acknowledge the order verbally. Yes, master, and then obey the order. That's not too difficult. A bright little thing like you should be able to learn it real fast. There are going to be times when you're under stress. A certain amount of stress, and you may forget. But that's no excuse. Each time you fuck up, you're going to be punished. After you're here a few days, it'll eventually become automatic and there'll, there'll be no problem. I realize that after a while, when I take that gag off, you're really going to want to try and talk to me. Talk me into turning you loose and such. It's because with your wrists and ankles changed, your mouth is the only defense you have, but don't do it. It won't work, and all it'll bring is punishment. Your first day here is not going to be too difficult. There won't be any serious dungeon games. Your training has already been initiated, so you'll have to be very careful what you say and how you act. For the most part, there's going to be a little exploring. 
we will become very familiar with your body and do a little fucking and sucking. We may tease you a little bit with some of our more humane toys, but nothing serious. It's going to be kind of an adjustment period. Don't say anything. Don't struggle or resist, no matter what we do, because we are going to start enforcing the rules immediately. Now, later, I'm going to be asking you a bunch of questions, since I'm going to be caring for your body for the next month or two. There are certain things I need to know. I prepared a questionnaire that I fill out with each new captive. Some of the questions are going to be embarrassing, but you should answer them truthfully and completely. You're damn well better. I don't want to catch you in a lie. The questions will be in reference to your physical condition, any medical conditions that I need to know about, medications, sex habits, sexual preferences, any childbirth you might have had, period dates, and so forth. Now, your training has already started. Each time I ask you one of those questions on the questionnaire, there's going to be a proper way to answer it, which I will tell you about in a few minutes. While we go through the questionnaire, you're going to be strapped down on the gynecology table. Your feet will be in the stirrups and your knees will be pulled wide apart with everything exposed. I like to keep a girl that way while she's answering the questions so I can examine and verify uh, anything she might tell me which would affect her use as a sexual slave. If you do have any kind of medical condition, by all means let me know. We'll discuss it and we may make adjustments. We won't turn you loose, but we may make adjustments. We're probably going to be starting on this questionnaire pretty soon. You will be naked, and as I said, you'll be strapped down on a gynecology table so you can't wiggle or squirm around. You will be talking quite a bit answering the questions, so I'm sure we'll start your speech training at the same time. Consequently, before we start on a questionnaire, two small electrical clamps will be put on your nipples. Each time a question is asked, you'll respond properly. For instance, if I ask you how old you are, you will respond by saying, Master, I'm 19 years old. Answer the question completely and say nothing else. If the question requires a yes or no, say yes, master, or no, master. If I ask you your period dates, you say, master, my period is so-and-so. If I ask you about childbirth, you say, no, master, or master, I had a baby a year ago, or whatever. Always start each sentence by saying, master, and take your time. We're not going to be in any hurry. Think about what you're going to say before you say it, because each time you fuck up, I'm going to press a little button and send a few thousand volts of electricity through your nipples right down into your tits. You're in training, so it'll just be a quick blast. I'm not going to hold it down and torture you, but each time you screw up, it's going to be a little bit worse. So take your time, answer the questions properly. I'm not going to push you. We're not going to be in any hurry. Think about each thing you're going to say and be damn sure and start your sentence with master. If you get through that okay, get your speech down pat, keep your mouth shut and don't give us any trouble, then the first day is going to be real pleasant for everybody. I'm going to put some dildos in those holes between your legs, but they won't be the big ones. Basically, I want to become very familiar with your sex organs and the size of the holes. All girls are different. During the course of the day, you're going to be raped several times, but that's no big deal. The second day after you get totally familiar with the rules and procedures, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. A lot of it will not be very pleasant for you, but you might as well get used to it because it's going to be like that for a while. Eventually things will settle down a little, then just take it day by day. Well, I believe I've told you everything I can. I can't predict the future, I can't predict changes of procedure, but if this tape's being played for you I have to assume it's still reasonably accurate, and I can only give you advice. Be smart. Be a survivor. Don't 
ever scream. Don't talk without permission. Be very quiet. Be docile and obedient. And by all means, show proper respect. Have a nice day. The audio tape transcript that I just fucking forced myself through was made by David Parker Ray. What got him caught was that one night he posed as an undercover cop and he approached a woman named Cynthia Vigil in a parking lot. He then told her that she was under arrest for solicitation. So he brought her back to his toy box where after three days of captivity, Vigil found a chance to escape. She waited until Ray went to work and then she got the keys to unlock her chains because Ray's accomplice and girlfriend, Cindy Hindi. That's right, motherfuckers, Cindy Hindi. Left the keys on a nearby table while she was in another room on the phone. So Vigil got the keys. And then Hindi noticed that Vigil was attempting to escape and started a fight. During the fight, Cindy Hindi broke a lamp on Vigil's head, but Vigil managed to still unlock her chains and then stabbed that fucking cunt in the neck with an ice pick. So Cindy fell to the floor, and Vigil escaped. She then ran away, completely naked, wearing just the iron dog collar that was placed on her. She found help at a nearby house where the homeowner took her in and and they called the cops. This is what finally got the police to investigate David Parker Ray and would lead to his capture. Two other accomplices were then uncovered in the investigation. There was Glinda Jean Jesse Ray, who was David Parker Ray's daughter. It's a family affair. And Dennis Yancey. Well, Yancey uh, had eventually admitted to strangling a former girlfriend, Marie Parker, after Ray had kidnapped her and tortured her. Dennis Yancey was eventually convicted of second-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, and he received two 15-year terms. Since that murder, Glenda Jean had allegedly admitted to having had an accomplice named Billy Bowers, who was a previous business partner who Ray also then murdered. The FBI sent 100 agents to examine his property and surroundings, but no identifiable human remains ever turned up there. As I said before, to prevent women from reporting the crimes, he would drug them with sodium pentothal and phenobarbital. There was one woman who uh, remained uncertain that her recollections of the abuse were anything but nightmares until the FBI found her. And after they questioned her, she then came to remember her mistreatment in very, very clear detail. A determination was finally made that David Parker Ray, the toy box killer, would be tried in three separate trials. One for Cynthia Vigil, another for Angelica Montano, and yet another for Kelly Garrett. Trial number one resulted in a mistrial and a retrial with a conviction in the retrial on all 12 counts for which he was accused. Angelica Montano died before trial number two, so they didn't do it. 
David Parker Ray agreed to a plea bargain under the terms of which he was sentenced to 224 years in prison for numerous offenses involved in the abduction and sexual torture of three young women at his Elephant Butte Lake home. Ray's daughter, Glenda Jean Jesse Ray, was also tried on charges of kidnapping. She was sentenced to two and a half years in prison with an additional five years to be served on probation. In 1999, Accomplice Dennis Roy Yancey was convicted of the strangulation murder of Marie Parker in Elephant Butte, which Ray had recorded. In 2000, Cindy Hindy, an accomplice who testified against Ray, who was also his fucking girlfriend, received a sentence of 36 years for her role in the crimes. She was scheduled to receive parole in 2017. On May 28, 2002, David Parker Ray was transported to the Leah County Correctional Facility in Hobbs, New Mexico to be questioned by state police. He died of a heart attack before the scheduled interrogation took place. In 2010, Yancey was paroled after serving 11 years in prison, but the release was delayed by difficulties in negotiating a plan for residence. Three months after his release in 2011, Yancey was charged with violation of probation. He will be remanded to custody until 2021 to serve the remainder of his original sentence. <sighs> fuck you. Fuck you, David Parker Ray. And fuck you, Christmas Eve. Love you guys. I hated this fucking episode. I get right. yeah, la, la, la.